0: Welcome to Bradley's Micro Board Review, where we try to make your board's review for microbiology a little less painful, but, I mean, we're not magicians or anything, this still sucks. Today is March 15th, and we'll talk about one of the most ubiquitous bacteria, Staphylococcus aureus. Staphylococcus aureus can be found almost everywhere. It is considered a normal flora microbe of the skin because it loves salty environments. The problem with Staph aureus is when it slides into tissues where it doesn't normally reside. Often, this occurs during traumatic wounds, infections of the hair follicles, when it is inhaled for whatever reason, etc. Meaning that Staph aureus is often the cause of a huge range of infections. There are a few that are highly associated with Staph aureus, however. The range of severities depends on which virulence factor that particular strain of Staph aureus has. There are many different variations on Staph aureus that exist in the world. The vast majority of board's questions on Staph aureus will focus on the ridiculous number of virulence factors this idiot has. I think it's physically impossible for anyone to remember them all, so forgive yourself if you come across a virulence factor that you've never heard of. Now, let's take all that knowledge and bring it to the boards. A 23-year-old female presents to the emergency department with vomiting over the last two hours, which progressed to confusion. Vital signs reveal a temperature of 102.5 degrees Celsius, a blood pressure of 90 over 70, a respiratory rate of 25, and an oxygen saturation of 98% on room air. The patient appears in acute distress. Physical examination reveals no abnormalities. Further questioning reveals that she is menstruating and has never been sexually active. She mentioned that she was using tampons until this morning when she started feeling ill. Over the next 24 hours, the patient develops extensive ecchymosis over the right flick. Cultures that were taken at the emergency department revealed a beta hemolytic, catalase positive organism. What is the mechanism of action of the toxin most associated with this patient's syndrome? Is it A, cleaves the proteases of the tissue causing the removal of the epidermis or B, binds to the constant region of immunoglobulins, C, stimulates T-cells indiscriminately causing polyclonal activation or D, forms pores in white blood cells causing lysis. Choice A, cleaves the proteases of the tissue causing the removal of the epidermis. This describes the exfoliative toxin that causes the removal of the granulosum layer during scalded skin syndrome in some strains of Staph aureus. Choice B, binds to the constant region of immunoglobulins Describes the action of protein A, which some strains of Staph aureus do have, but it isn't associated with the symptoms of toxic shock syndrome. Choice C, stimulates T cells indiscriminately, causing polyclonal action, does describe the toxic shock syndrome toxin. Choice D, forms pores in white blood cells causing lysis, describes the actions of leukocidins, which some strains of Staph aureus do have, but isn't associated with the symptoms of Toxic Shock Syndrome. Therefore, the correct answer is C. A 16-year-old male presents the clinic with a skin lesion that first appeared one week ago and has progressively gotten larger. The lesion is 2 centimeters by 2 centimeters and appears to be fluid-filled. The abscess is excised and sent for laboratory analysis. The cultures reveal that the organism creates yellow colonies on 5% sheep's blood auger plates with beta-hemolysis. Susceptibility testing also reveals that this organism is resistant to oxacillin. Which of the following is the gene that confers this antibiotic resistance? Is it A. TSST1, B. mecA? C-S-E-A, or D-E-F-A. First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with skin abscess. The cultures reveal a yellow colony with beta-hemolysis on blood auger, which is highly suggestive for Staphylococcus aureus. The lab testing also revealed resistance to a penicillin drug, which means that this strain is resistant to beta-lactams. Staph aureus is known for acquiring the gene mecA, which is a gene that encodes for a penicillin-binding protein, PBP2A. This altered penicillin-binding protein is so jacked up that the beta-lactam drugs can't grab onto it, causing the bacteria to be resistant to those treatments. Choice A, TSST1, is the gene for toxic shock syndrome toxin, which is not the diagnosis for this patient. Choice C is the gene for staphylococcus enterotoxin A, which causes vomiting during staphylococcal food poisoning, which is not the diagnosis for this patient. Choice D, EFA, is the gene for the exfoliative toxin, which causes the desquamation of skin during scalded skin syndrome, which is not the diagnosis for this patient. Therefore, the correct answer is B, MECH A. A seven-year-old male presents to the emergency department for a one-week history of progressively worsening aching pain in his right thigh and a fever. Vital signs reveal a temperature of 102.3 Fahrenheit. Physical examination reveals tenderness with movement of the right leg and a limping gait. He and his family deny any recent strenuous physical activity or trauma. Past medical history is irrelevant. Computed tomography revealed the presence of a foci, focal bony lysis of the metaphysis of the right femur. Laboratory analysis of the blood reveals an elevated sedimentation rate, C-reactive protein level, and leukocytosis. What is the most appropriate treatment? Is it A, tetracycline, B, erythromycin, C, vancomycin, or D, napsilin? First, diagnose the patient. The child has pain in the thigh without any history of trauma or muscle strain, so you can rule out a broken bone. The pain is progressively getting worse, which is worrisome. There is no outward sign of inflammation except the fever, but the lab tests reveal an acute inflammatory process is definitely occurring. The computed tomography reveals a lytic and destructive process is occurring in the bone. All of these signs are suggestive for acute hematogenous osteomyelitis. Acute osteomyelitis most often occurs in the long bones of the lower limbs in children. It can only be fully diagnosed after imaging, and it is most often uh, caused by Staphylococcus aureus. Choice A, tetracycline, is not recommended for any Staph aureus infections because the resistance rates are really high. Choice B, erythromycin, is not recommended for Staph aureus infections because the resistance rates are also very high. Choice C, if the susceptibility testing reveals resistance to penicillins, then you can treat with vancomycin, but this should be reserved for those strains only. Choice D, nafcillin. Without any susceptibility information, you should treat suspected SRA strains with nafcillin until susceptibility tests are complete in the lab. Of course, this often changes depending on the local flora of the community. Therefore, the correct answer is D, nafcillin. You can find our study calendar a guide on how to study microbiology specifically for the boards, our contact email address, and references used to make this episode at thebradleylab.wordpress.com. If you found an error or would like to discuss any of this information, please leave us a voice message in the show notes. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. This podcast was written and edited by me, Jillian Bradley. See you tomorrow.